Here's the pertinent timeline for this episode. Vincent Lamar Carter Jr. was born on January 26, 1977 in Daytona Beach, Florida. Years later in 1995, Vince would attend Mainland High School where he went on to play the baritone tuba in his high school band. And he became drum major his senior year with the baton and the hat, the whole get up. He also played basketball. The Toronto Raptors drafted Carter with the fifth overall pick in the 1998 NBA draft on June 24th. Carter was named Rookie of the Year that following season on May 26, 1999, and on September 25th in the year 2000 in Sydney, Australia. Vince Carter became President of the United States, as far as I'm concerned, Defense Secretary, War Chief, Half man, half amazing, Vince Sanity himself was playing for the U.S. men's national team in a preliminary round game against France. The U.S. was an undefeated 4-0 in Olympic play at that point and had control of the Frenchies in this game of 15 points with 16 minutes left in the second half. French guarded noted international hot dog, Jan Bonato. I actually don't know Jan. Jan Bonato grabbed a loose rebound and quickly spun to throw a behind-the-back pass to his teammate in the hopes of starting a French fast break. But out of nowhere, America's feistiest little drum major stepped into the passing lane, stole the ball, and called in an all-out airstrike. One man stood between Vince and the basket, and that man was the 7-foot-2-inch French starting center Frederick Weiss. Carter had Hall of Famer Kevin Garnett wide open, waiting for a shovel pass in the lane. Hall of Famer Gary Payton was the wide-open trailer on this short and fast break, and NBA All-Star Vin Baker was loading up for a potential big-time Olympic alley-oop. So what path does our former tuba player turned international ambassador choose? Well, he jumped over that fucker and dunked the goddamn ball so hard. Holy shit. Vince Carter, man. This is first ballot. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Neil, the long-lost Gasol brother, half Filipino, half Tony Kornheiser, coming to you live from the Shaquille O'Neal Office Depot, big and tall, executive suite desk chair that I bought as a joke, and now it sits in my basement. Today's episode could be sponsored by Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal. Clearly, I've just caught up on the show, but it's well worth your time. And to be honest, there are moments where I found myself saying, what am I watching? And that is maybe the highest compliment I could pay a comedy. So check out the show. It's an experience. And HBO Max, throw me a couple dollars my way next time. Vince Carter's dunk over Frederick Weiss is a phenomenal sports moment, but is it a first ballot Hall of Famer? Well, we will have to decide that today. And my guest here to do it with me is a digital marketing specialist. I'll say so. Among other things, he helped build Baller's life into what it is today, which is a major player and one of my absolute favorite follows. He is singularly the only reason I ever even got on social media to begin with, and he is, in my opinion, the architect of the online basketball community. It's expired pineapples himself, Mr. David Estramskis. David, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate being here. Uh 
appreciate meeting the person who created the coolest non-porn Tumblr account. Uh, I was a fan. Of, I was a fan of the Gotham Coach Tumblr account, like for years. And I was one of the. I was hanging on to Tumblr. Actually, I still. I still go to it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That's very kind. But no need to compliment me. Let's just keep moving on. It makes me uncomfortable. Let's keep moving on. No, I. I don't remember what year it was. I've mentioned this on the show once before when I had the Dunk Comp guys on and we were talking about Sean Kemp dunks. I remember finding a Sean Kemp highlight reel and thinking, what is this? Why is this here? What is this doing on the internet? And I, it started in that moment to crystallize what the internet could be. And that sounds stupid. Like I had been on the internet. I had sent emails and shit, but I was like not an internet geek. Yes, I am. But at the time when I saw that video, I was like, wait, this is for me. The person who made this is me. We would be great friends, me and the guy that made this. So I'm so glad you agreed to join us. As a small gesture of my gratitude to what you've meant to me as a basketball fan, deepening my basketball experience, I wanted to have you on to discuss this Vince Carter dunk. Uh, you are a legend. Thank you for doing the show. This episode, I, I've had this this sort of uh, topic, this moment, dog-eared for a while. So I'm I'm just excited to have you on. What made you edit that Sean Kemp piece? What were you thinking at the time? Because the audience didn't exist at the moment. In the late nineties, I, I was I was in a graduate program at Florida State University, and mm. uh, the, they didn't know what to call basically the internet studies. Right. So it was right. in the communication department, so they called it new communication technologies. <laughs> and uh that's how i got into the building websites and then so i created a vince carter website just as like a fan and i created a site called the dunk.com which i unfortunately let that domain go which i wish i would have kept um <laughs> oh no. yeah and uh you know, you know there wasn't really many videos to post so i was just i have like this huge vhs collection i was one of those people in the 90s that just recorded everything uh and then so i just started you know capturing these videos and then I was like, well, you know, um, I'm going to start editing them and just kind of making videos like the the jam session stuff that I love, you know, on those like those NBA tapes or the NBA yes. inside stuff, jam session yes. things. And uh, the Sean Kemp one was actually like one of the first ones uh, I made. How were how you capturing the footage to your computer? Um, there was like, I don't remember the name of these pro programs, but there was like a little like third party thing that just hooked yeah. up to your VCR and your computer. Yeah. Uh, the problem was it, it it was pretty low res. I mean, it looked right, right. decent back then. Um, but, you know, the problem is like if you would post that video now on the YouTube and you watch yeah. it on like a 4K TV, it looks pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, and there's That's... like a misconception that it's because of the video source. But like, no, actually, right. the VH, VHS tape looks great. It's just that the way I captured it in 2000 yes. looked yeah, pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah it's, very, it's very funny because I've gone back and looked for that Sean Kemp real and i watch it and i go oh this isn't the way I, this doesn't feel like the way i remember it and it's right. because i remember it as crystal clear and right. perfect because at the time it was it was the best thing i'd ever seen and it's still great and the edit's still strong and the plays are great and the music is great but the quality of the video makes yeah. me go oh things have completely advanced here uh, in modern times uh david before we before we go any further let's table set give me your favorite sport your favorite team and your favorite athlete of all time favorite sport basketball it's also the only sport i like the only sport i know anything about 
Um, I was a fan of football, like in the early nineties and that's about as far as my knowledge goes. It ends with Barry Sanders. And I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I don't know if you can hear me pounding on my desk. I was just going to say, you might as well stop when Barry Sanders stops, because what's there to, what's there to know about football after Barry Sanders, the best, sorry, keep going. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, favorite team. I don't have a team anymore. Um, it kind of ended with Shaq with the Lakers. So, um, Great uh, Shaq was my favorite player. Okay. So Magic Johnson was the reason why I got into basketball, uh, same, same late eighties, um, yep. with Magic Johnson, but I was living in the Orlando area, uh, like a small redneck town called Titusville, Florida. It's like, a, it's like 40 minutes away from Orlando. And then, so when they got a team, I started kind of rooting for them, but they, they sucked until Shaq came along. So then once Shaq was there, he became my favorite player. And then when he left for the Lakers, I, I went with them. So then the yes. Lakers were, were again, my favorite team. Cause since right. they were my favorite at the beginning with, with magic, um, I didn't care to follow him to, to Miami or anywhere else. And, <laughs> and, you know, be honest, ever since I kind of started working in the industry in a while, in a way, I kind of stopped being a fan of a lot of things. Yes. So I, I just don't have a team. It becomes sometimes those things become work, and that makes it uh, challenging. But uh, your your contribution to basketball online has been amazing and fantastic. Tell me about your work at Ball is Life. How long have you been there? Uh, about ten years. Um, wow. Um, so in two thousand, when I first started uh, the the Vince Carter website, because of the whole bandwidth issues, and I couldn't really show videos. I wanted a way that I could still basically show higher quality video and have and watch videos without my bandwidth issues and still kind of be cool. So right. what I did was I created a CD-ROM and I loaded like an hour or two of Vince Carter highlights and I created a flash interface with like an executable on. So I was selling the CD-ROM. So when you load it on your computer, what it does is it loads the latest news from the internet. So it would look like it's a brand new page every time you, right. you hit right. the executable. This is the original disc. <laughs> Look at that. He's holding up the CD-ROM. Unbelievable. And that ended up getting you to Ball is Life? One of the very first customers of that was a guy named Nils Wagner, who would go on to help create Ball is Life with the, the current like founders. And then he eventually left and he created a, a, a thing called Hoop Mixtape. And you've probably seen a lot oh, yes, of their of mixes. Yeah, 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 of course. And then after Hoop Mixtape, he went to the NBA and he created a lot of like the best NBA mixes. Like there was a Steve Nash one and Allen Iverson. Uh, Scotty Mills. So he's behind all of those. Ball's life feels like more than a social handle. It feels like a community. It feels like a movement. I just really appreciate it. And I, I also, it's got that little bit of like, it's got that thing where I don't feel like I'm exactly their audience, but it makes me want to be the audience. It makes me wish I were younger and cooler and better at basketball and could wear their, their gear and stuff. Uh, but I appreciate what those guys are doing, and I appreciate you being on it. So Ball is Life, everyone listening to this knows what Ball is Life is, but if you don't, check it out. Um, yeah, and, and the one thing I think that try, I try to do that separates us from other people is that, you know, everyone, you know there's a lot of people that post like high school highlights, but... I really just tried to show my enthusiasm and like appreciation for like older basketball and just mm-hmm. like, it, you know, everything is just so it's all these hyperbole and just, uh, you know, everything's the greatest this and that. And they only want to discuss a few things. And, you know, I'm the guy who's um, a joke. I'm the president of the preservation of plumbers. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just always trying to get people to appreciate what players of the past do. And that's right. why I'm always making these, these mixes on, um, 
you know, older players and trying to find up, you know, just kind of cool trivia and stats on these guys. Um, but at the same time, I'm one of those old heads, but I don't like hate the new generation. Same. I love that. And and that's at the heart. What this show is, is, you know, I'm hoping that this isn't just a podcast episode that you listen to once and goes away. I'm hoping that these are things that we're committing to posterity that we're, that people can listen to, and and hear people that saw them live that remembered them uh, celebrate them and appreciate them, uh, and hopefully when the anniversary comes up, you can listen to it again and sort of re remember the moment. That's that's the way I work as a sports fan, so I appreciate that in in your work as well. You are a real basketball fan. I want you to take me around your office as I see it there behind you and explain to me everything you have. You have all this memorabilia. Is that like a shack back there behind you with his arms out? Yeah, yeah, that's a shack shelf that has, and you know, under his under his arm is the the one on one cup from you know he was supposed to do a pay per view event with Hakeem Olajuwon. It was after the right, NBA Finals. Right. Uh, it, Donald Trump was behind it. <laughs> he is put and Akeem Akeem dropped out of it at the last minute. And uh, the funny thing, I interviewed Akeem once. He absolutely hated me. Um, and I asked him about that, and he said, "I don't know what you're talking about." And then Robert Ory in the background goes, "He wanted more money." <laughs> So, oh my god we're gonna have to do an episode on this that's fantastic yeah there's yeah. a one-on-one event and the 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 um the fight or the the one-on-ones before that there was nick van exel versus i think terrell brandon and oh kevin garnett god. versus uh joe smith that was like the undercard yes it was it yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah we're gonna have to do an episode on that that's phenomenal i can't i oh my gosh that's amazing. yeah it, it, it's great but yeah one day it's uh, yeah so everything back there it's just a history of just basketball stuff what an amazing story i i remember that they were supposed to play one-on-one but i didn't know any of those details that's fantastic what a great guest you are going to be I, this is going to be great uh, let's get into our moment here today to decide whether vince carter's dunk over frederick vice makes it into our first ballot hall of fame we have to go through the first ballot Hall of Fame credentials. Those are the categories by which we judge our moment. The first one, as always, is analytics. David, I'm going to go through some stats here. People love stats, for crying out loud. We're going to go through some. You give me your comments on them. Here we go. Vince Carter, in this game, scored 13 points, one rebound, two steals in 13 minutes. <laughs> he was 6 of 7 from the field, so a good game. Those guys, it was the an Olympic dream team, 2000 Olympic dream team. Uh, so they were stacked. They were loaded for the 2000 Olympics. Vince averaged 14.8 points per game. That was the team best. He averaged 3.6 rebounds, 1.5 assists and one steal per game. He shot 50% from the field, 40% from three over the entire tournament. Vince made 41 baskets in the Olympics. 25 of them were dunks. That's amazing. In this preliminary Olympic game, everyone on Team USA scored. McDice had 20, KG had 19, Vince had again 13, Abdul Rahim had 12, Hardaway, Peyton, Allen Houston, Vin Baker, Steve Smith, Ray Allen, just a collection of great names all on this team. They all played well. Uh, I do think, though, it's worth asking the question, David, is this, talent-wise, is this 2000 Olympic national team the worst national team since uh, team USA went to pros shit um they won the gold 2004 did not but from a talent perspective no disrespect to any of these guys clearly legends but is this the worst dream team ever so here's the thing uh I was never really that impressed with the team uh, no. I always joked they Man. were basically the Nike fun police do you remember the fun police commercial mm-hmm. with 
Gary Payton, Kevin Garnett, yes. and all. And it had Tim Hardaway, because Tim Hardaway shouldn't right. have been on the team. And here's the point thing. If you remember, Vince Carter wasn't the initial pick. He made the team because Tom Gugliotta got injured. Um, thanks to I, Randy Livingston. I, I only found that out through researching for this episode. Vince Carter lost the last roster, roster spot to Ray Allen, which that's even that's crazy that Ray Allen was picked behind these other dudes. Uh, Vince Carter lost out and only got on the team because he replaced Tom Gugliotta. No disrespect to Googs, but that's absurd. Yeah. Well, Tom was uh, he was Kevin Garnett's partner in the Fun Police commercial. Right. <laughs> they were right. interrogating Cherokee Parks. <laughs> and and that's, I you're right. That's the only reason he's on the team. They literally were just like, here's some really good players. Um, and here's the fun police, and here's Vin Baker. And Amazing. it's like, we're gonna uh try to win. And the funny thing is, you know, Vince Carter, when he got on, or actually uh when Ray Allen got picked, there was a committee, there was nine votes, and he got six of the nine, and Vince got three. So it was Vince didn't really have a shot there. Wow. And that comes up later. It sort of uh, all adds yeah. to a turbulent summer for Vince Carter leading up to this game. We'll get into yeah. that later. Um, f- f- here are some more stats. Frederick Weiss played 26 minutes in this game. He finished with three points, two boards, one assist, and three fouls. Weiss was the 15th pick in the 1999 NBA draft. He was selected by the Knicks one pick ahead of Queensbridge native Ron Artest. 11 picks before Vontigo Cummings, which doesn't matter, but I did want to say that out loud. And and a mere 42 picks ahead of Emmanuel Ginobili. Frederick Weiss never played a game for the Knicks. Amazing. And again, the guy gets dunked on. He as the as the timeline went, Weiss gets drafted by the Knicks. Says I'm not going to play this next season in the NBA. I'm going to stay in Greece or somewhere overseas or maybe it was for a French team. Anyways, Vice doesn't report. Then this dunk happens in the Olympics. The French team, in fairness, wins the silver medal. Congratulations to them. And then Weiss never returns to the NBA. The Knicks stop calling him. He never ends up playing a game in the NBA, which I think is is fascinating. I don't think it's because of this dunk. There was a lot of stuff going on in Frederick Weiss's uh, uh, life at the time. So it's this isn't to to lay this on. It's not to lay the blame here on this dunk, but it is fascinating to think that this guy that got just absolutely boofed on, just hammered on, never ended up playing in the NBA. Um, the other thing that I think is worth discussing here is that, and I didn't realize this, this game was not the gold medal game. I had sort of conflated the two because the Team USA plays France in the gold medal game, but this was a preliminary game. Carter jumps over Frederick Weiss. Then they Frederick Weiss has to come back and play the Team USA in the gold medal game later. Can you imagine having to see this guy again after he's hammered on you like that? And then you got to go play him for the gold medal? That's just torture. Yep, and he scored one point in that gold medal game. <laughs> That's right. He played 12 minutes at one point, two boards, one turnover, and, and four fouls in 12 minutes. One of those fouls, as has been reported, was on Vince Carter on a dunk attempt. So it seems like maybe uh, 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 Frederick uh, wanted to get even there. Overall, Team USA went 8-0 in this Olympics, winning the gold medal 85-87 to over France. Team USA averaged 95 points per game, a 21.5-point differential. 
However, they did only beat Lithuania to get to the gold medal game by only two points, which was, I think, a harbinger of the uh, other countries catching up to to the United States in basketball. Uh, you know, an interesting thing about when you're asking about is this the worst, like uh, one of the worst yeah. Olympic teams yeah. is I, I always kind of get annoyed with um, arguments about, you know, which dream team is better or which Olympic team. Because a lot of times it's like when they're comparing them, they're comparing players in their prime and not players at that time. Right. So, for example, like, you know, when you look at the 92 dream team, right. Larry Bird was like, right. you know, he was laying on the floor. Yep. Most of those guys were, were way past their prime. Um, so it's like, yeah, I actually would have a lot of teams. I even have dream team two, which everyone hated. The one with Derek Coleman, Shaq, yes. Sean Kemp and all those guys. I think they would beat dream team if they wow. played in 1993. Right. Now, now, obviously, if everybody was in their prime, I'm right. taking the original dream team. Right. Uh, but it's like when people do a lot of these kind of comparison 100%. things, it's like they're they're not looking at it in a in a fair way. Completely right. You you you. When you think about Larry Bird being on the dream team, you go, and this is what I did. You go, oh my God, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan all on the same team. Larry Bird was a shell of himself by that point. But again, um, you know the rose colored glasses that we look at all this stuff through, still a lot of fun. The next credential here is the eye test. David, what did you see in this moment that might put it over the top? Give it that added little oomph to get it into the first belt Hall of Fame. What did you see in this moment? All right. So I I wanted to back up and say something kind of interesting about this. So when this moment happened, nobody in in the United States actually saw it live. The game was on, um, uh, what's that called when you, uh, the, the tape delay. Yes. Yep. It, it was on tape delay and stuff. So I think it was supposed to be at like 3 a.m. Uh, when, when it was actually it. happening live. Right. And so what happened is the very next day um, I woke up and I turned on the local Houston NBC News. And right when I right when I turned on, they're like, you guys got to see this dunk that Vince Carter had last night. So, right. of course, I like run Turn, you know, I don't, I didn't even check to see what VHS tape was in the VCR. <laughs> and I just start, and I just hit record. And then they showed two of the angles of uh, the Vince Carter dunk. And then I was like, oh shit, this is like, this is amazing. I got to upload this, you know, the, to my website. So then it's like, I end up not going to work for half a day. I took the morning off. And then, uh, you know, I captured this video and then I post it. And this thing goes viral almost immediately because right. what happened was all of these that, you know, back then it's like message boards were the places right, to go right, to, right, to, get, right. to get hoop right. content. And there was a site called hoops TV, which, uh, um, which was like an amazing video basketball website. And there was a, a message board called street ball and Still remember that. <laughs> uh, and everyone started sharing a link to, to the video. The right. street ball site actually went down. They got so much traffic from it. Oh my god! <laughs> so um, yeah, so so the crazy thing is that no one actually saw this this dunk live. It's like it happened. Uh, you know, it's like it was, it was like twelve hours later when right. the first people actually got their eyes on this video. Amazing! So funny to think about this. That's got to be the first moment we've talked about on the show where no one can really say I was sitting there watching this happen. It was all all of us experienced this on a massive massive delay. Right. And here's the thing is it it's I've always called this. It's the first online basketball viral video, because uh, if you think right. about it, there was very few even online viral videos before that. People talk about like the You're baby totally dancing right. or the right, uh, right, you know, right, certain right. these dance things. But um, I can't even think of a sports <laughs> clip that was popular online before 2000. <laughs> the, 
baby dancing. Oh my God, I hadn't thought about that. Baby yeah, the Ally McBeal baby dancing. Yes, unbelievable. You're you're absolutely right, and that's largely because of you. You stole that footage it's- and recorded over Back to the Future Part Three in your in your VCR to get that clip to give it to us. I really appreciate it. My God, that's fantastic. It's it's the beginning. I call it my trilogy of leaked videos that probably should land me in jail. <laughs> I'll tell <laughs> you about the others. Okay, so my yeah, the second leaked video is uh, I can't disclose how I got it, but I got all of the raw footage from multiple camera angles of J.R. Smith and LeBron on the bench. And then so I put that video out. I put it out to my personal Twitter account. And then I wrote an article on Ball's Life embedding that video. Right. And uh, the NBA did an investigation on me and (laughs) trying to figure out how that video surfaced because it it wasn't supposed to be out there. Unreal. Um, Yeah. Uh, And uh, (laughs) yeah. And I actually have more footage from that, but I just edited, you know, just a certain amount of it. Don't say it on the show. They're going to come knocking on your door. It's it's too late. There's uh, (laughs) and then, well, the third one is that the NBA also, I pissed off the NBA and Michael Jordan, Jordan brand is um, when the rumors started coming out about about the last dance. Yeah. um, You know, they were taking a long time. So I have the original copy of the movie that they made like in the late 90s. Um, the, right. So it's like they made it and Jordan hated it. Like he wouldn't approve of it. Um, so I made like a fake trailer for The Last Dance using footage from the original. Uh, right. Yeah, the original Last Dance movie. And I was hoping it would just like help promote their thing. But of course, that got taken down literally within hours. And then uh, Jordan Brand hits up, hits up us, follows life. It hits up everybody. They're trying to figure out like, you know, how did how did I get this footage? Um <laughs> There, I, I actually have read on Wikipedia, it said something like less than 10 people have seen this. I was like, well, I've shown like 30 people. So. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you get in trouble? Did you get in trouble with the Olympics over this Carter dunk moment? Yeah, I got uh, they, they threatened to sue me. Um, I got the uh, I got an email from the IOC. They sent me this uh, like 10 page email saying, you know, what, uh, you know, they paid a lot of money for this footage. So right. it's like they, they can't be having this, this stuff out there. And so they were just like, you need to take it down immediately. If you want to show a still, you can just make sure you credit IOC. And then they're like, well, how did you get this footage? And I was like, Vince Dunk. I I told him, I said it was my competitor. (laughs) So I told him my competitor. (laughs) So they would hit hit that side up. (laughs) I was like, let's see if I can take down my competitor. Amazing. What yeah. a snake you are. I can't believe it. Uh, uh, I was young. <laughs> the Olympics threatening to sue you is definitely additive in this moment as we're deciding whether yeah. it goes into the first Bell Hall of Fame. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um the 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 celebration to me stands out, obviously. Vince just again just yams it on <laughs> Frederick Weiss, and then it just absolutely freaks out. Everyone sort of brings up him almost just laying out KG with that punch, which is obviously phenomenal. But to me, the leg kick, if you watch it again, if you haven't seen the clip in a while, go to our Instagram at first ballot HOF, the little leg kick looks involuntary. It looks like a little spasm. He's just absolutely electrified in that moment and just ready to go. I love it so much. His reaction is golden. Yeah. And you know, that punch, um, if he would have landed that punch in KG, it would be the second greatest punch on Kevin Garnett because Anthony first, Peeler still has the best one. <laughs> that little chicken wing from Anthony yeah. Peeler, right? It's fantastic. Uh, it, it, that celebration, 
you know, as you, as I read and, and did research on this episode, a lot of people talking about Vince's summer, his, his time leading up into that. Again, we mentioned that he didn't get the last roster spot. He had to replace Gugliata, which is fucking insane. Uh, C- Carter ended up having 47 against the Bucks after Ray Allen got that last roster spot, which is a lot of fun to think about. Ray Allen's famous, the best dunk contest of all time happened in this window as well before the Olympics, but after this roster spot uh, fiasco, which I think puts that dunk contest in a new light. Um, his agent and family friend was sw- uh, swindled Vince Carter out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. The Raptors fired their coach. Uh, T-Mac left in, in what seemed like a rift between star teammates and cousins, for God's sakes. So a lot of sort of tumult and turbulence leading up to this dunk. Uh, and, and as you watch this sort of exaltation afterwards, you can see a lot of sort of passion and energy just firing out of him in that moment. Feels like everything was sort of leading up to this uh, sort of explosion. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. You know, there was also like a lot of controversy about Vince's mom. I don't really want to get into like a, the personal stuff there, but like it, it, it's like there was things like his, his parents were getting a divorce and a lot of oh, people also thought uh, his brother was like in and out of jail. And it's like, you know, because he was such a big superstar, like the media would just pull up all of these things and kind of right, ask right, him right. about it. Right. Um, and then there, the, like his mom, you know, she was kind of like this always she was at all of the games and she was always give her opinion about you know players and, and things like that and then some of the media had issues with her i don't know why but um but yeah with that and then like he, he had a shoe contract thing going on like he signed Look with nike that. actually right before uh you know the olympics and then like you said it's um there, there was just so many things even getting swept in the playoffs uh by the knicks um right. Yeah, it feels like, first off, you've mentioned Nike so many times, you talk about those commercials, and it does make me go, was that Nike's, was that Nike sort of taking control of Team USA? Like, was it starting there? Did did they, like, see the opportunity and start going, hey, we need to, to control who makes this team? Something to think about. I do appreciate you bringing up the family stuff. I, I also appreciate you not diving into the mess of it, but I do think as I hear that, I go... Watch the dunk again. Go watch the clip and think about losing this roster spot, getting swept by the Knicks, there being a sneaker contract issue, uh, you worrying about your money, your family friend is swindling you, your mother is you know, having issues, your brother is having issues, and then watch this dunk and imagine yourself being in that position. It just sort of puts this in a different light, in a different perspective, and it makes the moment more meaningful to me. It, it, there's something there. You can see it in his anger and his passion. Uh, it's, it's, it, it just makes me see this in a different light. And that's what this, hopefully this podcast is about is sort of really seeing these moments for what they are and, and appreciating them in a, in a different way. Um, uh, so thanks for bringing it yeah. up. And, and, you know, um, if you look at the other games before this one, Vince was like kind of turning into a villain, like yes, a lot of the other countries had bit. issues with him. Like, well, he, you know, he had the mini fro now is the only time he ever grew out as Yes, hair. I have that as well. Um, he was getting in like tussles like every other game. He almost got into a fight mm-hmm. with Andrew Gaze, who's like an international legend. You know, it's yes. like he's blowing kisses to the crowd. Um, he was giving these really short answers like after a post game, like he would just cut off the reporter and be like, well, we won. I don't care. Like they would ask yes. him like, yeah, you only won by a couple points. He's like, I don't care. We won. <laughs> it, it was like a totally different Vince than the Vince. That I we love it. Using. You're absolutely right. That's a great ad. <clears throat> he He did. This was like. 
it's it was like bizarro vince carter the hair the villainy the anger the angst like things that you didn't know vince carter from and this was you know that's probably this dunk is probably the peak of his career probably the best singular moment from his career perhaps maybe pissed off vince is the best vince something to think about um the the other thing i love about this moment that when i watched it is he dunks, he flips out, he throws the punch, he's super crazy. KG's just like absolutely gassing him up, which is, you know, my favorite part about KG is how supportive of, of a teammate he is. And then immediately Vince gets down on defense, which is so funny because Vince right. Carter is not and has never been known for his defense, but he turns around and is like, all right, here we go. He's about to slap the floor like Wojo with yeah. Duke. He's just so ready to go. He's got that like Kool-Aid man energy. It's just so fantastic to watch. So do you believe this? So Vince said he didn't know he jumped over Fred until after the game when they showed him the footage. I, I do believe that, but keep going. It just, it was so quick. But you would think one of his teammates still would have been like, you know, you jumped over him. You didn't just like dunk on the guy. You actually jumped over him. It all happened so fast. And it was it was on the opposite end of the court from the Team USA's bench. You do for a split second see someone on the French bench. That's fun to say. You do see someone on the French bench that do that, like stand up. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to react thing, which is like the best part of basketball in general. Uh, so I wonder if maybe because it all happened so fast, maybe some of those guys weren't looking. Maybe they had a bad angle. It would have been an extreme sort of down the line, down the down the court angle. Maybe the, one of the coaches is standing up. I, it just it it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility that maybe he didn't know, and maybe all of them didn't really know until they watched the replay. I got I, I to bring up something real quick. So, you know, a lot of people have said, like, it's the first time they've ever seen someone jump over somebody. And a lot of, maybe the last time. Uh, do you remember a basketball player named Ronnie Fields? He was Kevin Garnett's high school teammate. Yes, I've heard. Yes. Okay. I wouldn't have been able to place it. I don't want to seem like a basketball yeah. expert. I wouldn't have been able to place it had you not said that. But when you when you mentioned that he was his teammate, I go, yes, I do so, remember that. He was he was from Vince Carter's high school class, and a lot of people actually considered him a better dunker than Vince Carter before oh the, the injuries. Oh and God. so when he was in high school, he jumped over uh, a guy. He, he cleared him. And that was actually the first time uh, you know I've ever seen someone clear somebody. And even the funny thing is, so the first sports website, basketball website I saw before even mine was a website called Ronnie Field's Sacred Temple. <laughs> And, uh, and so the funny thing is I used to hear about Ronnie Fields and slam magazine. He had like a little editorial in there. So it's like I always kind of read. And there was, there was an article once about Vince Carter actually turning down uh, a, a contest against Ronnie Fields. It was like at some Nike camp as Ronnie Field. And they said he was just killing everybody. And Vince didn't uh, want to compete against him. Who knows if that's true. But so then when I found that website and then they showed pictures, including the photo of him jumping over a guy named Sergio something, whatever. Um, then they had a link. You could buy a VHS tape of Ronnie Fields high school footage. Oh my God. And so, and, and I, and I bought it and that's oh, actually, you do, you have it. Mixes. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I, I still have it. And then one of my first mixes too, was a, a mix of the Ronnie Fields footage, um, from, from that tape. So is that uh, footage online of him jumping over the guy? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Oh there's, it's, it's everywhere now, but, oh, um, but yeah, so. Bef- even before I was doing the basketball stuff, there was the Ronnie Fields things. And plus, I just wanted to give a shout to 
Ryan I Fields. appreciate it. I appreciate it. I also appreciate you bringing up Vince uh, Vince with hair. That's that's the type of detail we want on the first ballot podcast, and I appreciate you doing it. The next category, the next credential is our ear test. What did you hear in this moment that, again, might give this thing the edge? The, the first ballot Hall of Fame is very, very serious. Very, 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 very serious. So we need anything that could put this thing over. Let's listen to the call together as America heard it on NBC. Bonato gets with a sloppy pass. Carter inside. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Woo! And the crowd <laughs> responds to a spectacular dunk from Vince Carter. Now you see why Frederick Weiss is going to go play in Greece. He didn't want to see that on a nightly basis. <laughs> My goodness, he was shot out of a rocket. Airborne for Carter, and the heat is up to 17. Just look at this spectacular takeoff. He jumped over his head. I mean, Frederick Weiss, you got to know, man, a guy's coming to do that. you got to take a foul. Now, Doug Collins gets remembered here because he's, he spots it. And, you know, he's, he, I remember him saying you got to take the foul there. Uh, but I think – is that Mike Breen on the call yep, as well? Yep, that's Mike Breen. Fantastic. A legend, Mike Breen. What is your thoughts on that call? Well, actually, my favorite part of it is, is, uh, is a few seconds later, if you get the extended uh, part of that, is uh, Doug Collins said he got scissored over his head. <laughs> Now, I think it was scissoring overhead. It was like a, I don't know, it was like a teenage fantasy, you know, like <laughs> when I think scissoring. But, um, but Amazing. yeah, so that, that was the funniest part to me was uh, Doug Collins. That, that, and that kind of just um, almost obnoxious laugh that Doug had. Yes. Super obnoxious. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's the most obnoxious I've heard Doug Collins on a call. Usually he's pretty impartial. But as we remember, if you're a basketball fan, you know, Doug Collins got absolutely screwed out of a gold medal. And so that's why every, every sort of Olympic team that goes on and wins the gold medal, they all go over and sort of pay their respects to, to, to Doug. Um, and so hearing him sort of be a little raw in that moment and really laugh it up and sort of be very pro America uh, in that moment is, is very funny because I think of him as one of the better um, uh, analysts in, uh, on television, but to hear him be so partial is, is very funny. Yeah. Um, have you heard the French call? Um, I just wanted to play this for you. I just want okay, to play this to you. So I was talking to a woman who we will call French Julie on the show. We met each other fanning out about Marine Johannes, uh, who plays for the French national team, but she also plays for the New York Liberty. She's one of my favorite players. I believe the WNBA needs to put her up front. She needs room to go. That woman can play. Anyways. I was talking to French Julie online. She's really great. Everybody should follow her at Park Road 8. She told me the famous call in France was from George Eddy, which I had never heard. Let's listen to that together. Wow, 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 wow. 
<laughs> so I love I love so many things about that. I love that they're just off like a rocket immediately. I love that they appreciate it and knew immediately. I love the kaboom. I love the wow, 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 wow. I love the incroyables. I love all of that French stuff. It's fantastic. I really appreciate that. I had French Julie translate it for us. Here's what they said. The dunk of the games, maybe the dunk of the year, even better than the NBA. I can't believe what we just saw, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. Fred Weiss isn't about to forget what just fell on his head. Vince <laughs> Carter, unbelievable dunk. I hope to watch it again 5,690 times from every angle, especially because he jumps so far from the basket. He's out of the paint. He's flying and kaboom. French Julie. Oh, that's, French that's, Julie. that's better than Doug and Mike. It, is, it really is. It's so much fun to listen to in part because I just don't know what they're saying, but I love the sound of French words. It's just fantastic. What a great call. Yeah. They also mentioned uh, those two, George Eddie and, and his, his partner who I don't know. Uh, they go on to mention a little bit later, the fact that Fred Weiss gets subbed out. He asked uh, the George Eddie asked, did he ask to be subbed out of this game? Uh, did he sit for getting a, a, a dunk on his head? I like that little bit of mystery here matters because the time they immediately take a timeout. That's my favorite thing in basketball, big run, big play. Other team goes, I got to call a timeout and end this. And I feel like it really lets the crowd, the audience really soak in the moment. And it also is like, now the, the, it's the opposition going, hold on. I need a minute. <laughs> I need a minute to catch my breath here. I love that. And I love, love that that happened here and i love that the french team called out wait a minute he's getting subbed out of this game what's going on here i love that little bit of mystery it's it's also very funny to me to think about the french coach going hey fred why don't you take a minute here buddy get yourself together <laughs> to me that's so funny let's listen to what it would sound like in french take it away french julie allez reprends ton souffle pendant une minute ça va aller mon gars c'est bon ressaisis-toi Thanks so much, French Julie. That sounds fantastic. Um, imagine a coach saying that to a player. It just, the timeout, the French stuff, the, the ear test. It's a real, a real pass here. This is this is a, an amazing moment, uh, uh, and certainly additive to 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 Vince's uh, dunk. I also want to, if I may, I want to hereby declare that French Julie is the official French person of the first ballot hall of fame, first ballot podcast and first ballot organization. Congratulations to French Julie. Yeah. Woo. The next category is you mad Rob play my camera on clip here. I love it when anybody's mad. Uh, and, and was somebody mad here? I don't know that, that Freddie was mad per se, but he certainly wasn't thrilled. He told reporters quote, it was great, but at the end of the day, it was just two points. Wah, wah. I mean, come on. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry to be cutting you off or you were about to say something. I, I want to make the point that I actually downloaded some sound effects to play here instead of doing what I just did. The uh, I don't know. I didn't know which one of these was funniest, so I got them all. Let's pick the best one, and I'll do it all over again. Robbie, leave, leave all this in. This is good podcast texture. Uh, David, I want you to listen to all three of these and you pick the best wah-wah. Here we go. This is the first one. This is sort of, I would refer to this as maybe the classic wah-wah. Here we go. That's a good one. That's a good wah-wah. All right, here's the second one. This is maybe like a trombone. Maybe that was like a muted tr uh, trumpet. This is, I believe, a trombone. And here's the last one. Maybe this is just sped up. <laughs> 
which which of those is best, David? And then I'm going to do that line again and then play the thing. Uh, probably go with the first. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, Frederick, you mad? Rob, play my camera clip. Wait, wait. You mad? I'm just speeding through this. <laughs> well, I don't know if he was pissed off, but Frederick did say this to reporters. He said, it was great, quote. It was great, but at the end of the day, it was just two points. I also downloaded some French laughing in case we need it. I don't know what we do. I don't know what we do with it, but I do think it's great. Let's listen to that. Okay. <laughs> Rob, my editor, Rob, did you like the sound effect gimmick that we just did? Uh Yeah great thank you so much so you know listening home rob is not here when i ask rob for something on the show he's not prepared for it he just has to do whatever i say because i've asked for it and i've recorded it it's in the show so he's got to do something with it he has to just make it work like this rob play a snippet of your favorite song that's great we'll find out what he played when the episode comes out (laughs) uh david your thoughts on frederick rice saying it's only just two points Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, so it's like, I was thinking there, 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 there was a tape, um, NBA super slams, uh, like a, like a nineties VHS tape. Yes. And one of them, I remember like it was Sean Kemp and Dikembe Mutombo and they were all just saying that they're like, it, it's not just two points. It changes the momentum of the totally. game. Totally. I completely agree. It, it's demoralizing. And, totally. and like I say, it just changes, it changes everything after that moment. Like I said, it's like, it made Fred, it's subbed out. Yeah, it's it's it, you're. It, I couldn't agree more. It is the play in basketball that clearly means more than just it being a basket. Um, uh, I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, I do have a candidate for someone who was mad. Please, um, if you look at all of the angles, there's one of them where you could see the people that's behind the basket, and there's three women, and the one in the middle is the only fan that's not going crazy. The two people next to her, one stands up, one oh. is going crazy and looks at her. Everybody else has their hand on their mouth or they're so- doing something. This this girl's a mannequin. She she has just no <laughs> emo- She just looks and she looks like she just doesn't want to be there. Uh, I, have to, I have to watch this right now because yeah. I've never seen this. And this is the type of thing that I do. I scour the audience for these plays and I've not seen this. Hold on. But I'm going to watch this live right now. The- <laughs> you'll, you'll know when you get to is it. Is she blonde? Yes. Yes. Blonde white girl. <laughs> she refuses. To... <laughs> what a great spot. She refuses to celebrate or enjoy that in the least. That woman has to be French. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she's like the 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 related to a player or maybe dating one of the players or married to one of the players. She is so mad. That is maybe my favorite you mad suggestion in all of the shows we've taped. You, that woman is so angry. What a fantastic spot. I might be crossing a line. I know that uh, Fred got a divorce fairly soon afterwards. I was going right. to say maybe that was his wife. Oh, no. Just embarrassment. oh <laughs> no. That woman is fucking piping hot mad. She is red <laughs> hot pissed. That's so funny. What a great spot. Fantastic. The next credential is our test of time. I'm so excited to do this one with you, David. This is when we compare a moment against others that are like it in history. Are there any other Olympic moments for, for Team USA that rival this? I'm going to go through a couple. You give me your thoughts. Or you might add some here. The Kobe shush. Magic's alley to Michael Jordan. Uh, D. Wade's alley-oop to Kobe. 
Pippen and MJ locking up Tony Kukoc. Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan singing Vanessa Carlton on the plane. Any <laughs> other moments from Team USA that you think potentially rival this Vince dunk? No, no, no nothing even close. <laughs> but I not even do... the Vince, Car- not even the Vanessa Carlton thing. Uh, no, but that's that's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'll tell you a, a favorite mo- uh, moment of mine, just because I was such a big Shaq fan, uh, and and I just want to bring up Dream Team too again. There was um, Shaq just dominated in those yes. games, and there was a game against Cuba where there was a guy I can't remember his name. He tried to fight everyone. He tried to fight Shaq and Larry Johnson. And then it turns into this whole thing where people are pushing and stuff. And then, like, you see Joe Dumars and everyone, they're talking trash to him from the bench. And um, and then right after all of this kind of pushing, like I said, he wanted to fight Larry Johnson, which is just kind of insane. <laughs> um, then Shaq just starts to go crazy. Like, he throws, like, a self-alley-oop off the backboard. Then he does a full court. Like, he gets a rebound, and he runs full court and dunks. And so it's there's not, like, a specific play right there. Right. But – Dream Team 2 versus Cuba uh, was there's this like a five minute span that's just amazing. amazing. But thank you to that Cuban man for really setting Shaq off. Shaq is the best. He's a patron saint of the first ballot podcast. Shaq, we love you. Um, any other dunks over people? You mentioned Mr. Fields. Any other dunks over people worth comparing this to? I would argue there are only two that I think of as this guy jumped over that guy. LeBron over John Lucas, too, and Giannis over Tim Hardaway Jr. Both juniors there. John Lucas, uh, the son of John Lucas, and Tim Hardaway Jr., son of Tim Hardaway. That's funny. I hadn't thought about that. Two two dudes jumping over the sons of 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 famous basketball players. So so Tim Hardaway Jr. got the yeah. So so his his dad got to watch Vince jump over Fred, and Tim got to watch Giannis jump over him. Look at that! You're right. Do you? How do you compare those three dunks? Uh, Vince's hammer on Fred, LeBron over John Lucas two, and Giannis over Tim Hardaway. To be honest, it's not even close to me. Like the John Lucas one is is awesome, but really it's um. It's like the replays is what really makes it so yes. great. I uh, and then the Giannis one, it was a great dunk, but it's just I don't know. Um, yeah, I think the coolest thing about the Giannis one is that Giannis doesn't want people to celebrate it. I thought well, like he, he yeah, I didn't know that. yeah he made a comment about um like respecting his competitors or something that. along the lines, and he's like, oh. yeah, I really didn't want people celebrating. Like I think there were, someone was going to put it on a T-shirt or something, and right. Uh, I'm probably messing up the story there, but yeah, there. He, he had a lot of respect for Tim and, and basically was just like, nah, don't, don't celebrate it. Well, good fucking luck, Giannis, because I'm <laughs> celebrating it right now. He absolutely power slams that dunk. I mean, it, the, the, the LeBron over John Lucas, it's an alley-oop, which I think is different. He, he's got a running start. Like he's, he doesn't have the ball. He's not dribbling. He's not like attacking the rim. He gets a running start. He catches an alley-oop. And John Lucas too is very small. He's short. I mean, no disrespect yeah. to John Lucas too, but he's small. So clearing him, not that big of a deal. Giannis also catches an alley-oop, but he dunks that goddamn ball so hard that I do think that one's worth comparing. I agree, completely agree with you. Vince's is better, but I, I, Giannis is dunked there on, on Tim Hardaway Jr. Fantastic. Uh, a lot of fun to watch. There's an old Bill Russell clip. He's very close. He sort of twists his body a little bit and sort of avoids the guy a bit. So I'm not going to say he jumped over. I will say in researching for this, I spotted a Nate Robinson block on Ricky Davis where Nate Robinson jumps over uh, Ricky Davis and then blocks his shot, which uh, – Full clearing, like obviously anytime someone's getting jumped over, you know, and it's legit and it's authentic and not like a slam dunk contest dunk. 
you know, they duck a little bit. They get, they, they turn just a little bit. They turn that neck down, that head down. Uh, Robinson, that does happen in the Robinson, um, Ricky Davis moment, but it's, I do refer to that as a clean clearance of Ricky Davis and a block from Nate Robinson, who again is very small conversely. So, uh, that, that moment is, is, is great too, but nothing, everything pales in comparison to this Vince dunk. I got to look that up. I actually don't recall that highlight. Hey, it'll be on the Instagram at first ballot. <laughs> David, what are your favorite dunks of all time? I've actually asked you this before online yeah. because I was curious, but I want you to, for the, for the audience, tell us your favorite dunks of all time. What's funny. I, I don't remember what I, what answers I gave, but I could easily shout out two of your past episodes, the, the Lister blister and Shaq dunking on Chris Dudley, which is actually my favorite dunk of all time. I, uh, let me go through. I want to find this now. Oh, here, here, here. Hold on. I think I may have found it. You go the uh, the uh, you go up there's 720 in front of his hometown crowd during the and yes. one tour is my third favorite dunk ever. And I wrote to you, I'd love to know the other two. And you wrote Shaq on Dudley and La Dunk de l'Amour. This, this, this oh, Vince okay. Carter dunk. That's what you wrote. I mean, obviously, yeah. you're allowed to change. You're allowed to well, change. Well, no, no. I, I was actually thinking when you, I was thinking other than the Vince Carter dunk then yes. uh, when I said that. So that would be the, the Lister Blister and. But yeah, Shaq over Chris Dudley, um, best. for all the reasons that you and Jason talked about, because Chris Dudley is just such a punk in real life. <laughs> and I didn't care for him back then. He was like the only guy who was a worse free throw shooter than, uh, than Shaq was in there. Yes. Still managed to hit Shaq from half court with that, with that it's, ball. It's just fantastic. And I just, so, if you haven't listened to the episode, I also want to remind everyone that Chris Dudley's wife is also named Chris Dudley spelled the exact same way. That's <laughs> I will bring that up until I'm dead. Hey, you know, what's funny is so Shaq actually dunked on Chris Dudley twice in their first meeting. So, you know, Shaq has like a whole history of great games against uh, Chris Dudley in the nets. Um, and so if you look at his first, I've actually made a video. I can show you this. Uh, like for the first time he played the nets, he dunks on Chris Dudley and he tries to put his legs up on his back and then Dudley (laughs) moves away. So he was trying to disrespect him from the very beginning. beginning. Good for sure. And then, uh, you know, the the first time he plays the nets, it's front of his hometown. Um, he gets dunked on by Derek Coleman and then it just, he just has a series of like, you know, tears the backboard down the next game, (laughs) puts up a triple double of. 28 rebounds and 15 blocks in the next right, one. Right. Oh, that's so fun to think about. Yeah. The, the Shaq says that that Derek Coleman dunk is the only time he's been yammed on, which uh, I don't know whether that's true or false, but it's, it's not fun. true. It's, it's of course a lot of fun for him to say that that's all that's ever happened to him. Uh, and then of course him tearing the basket off the, the entire backboard off. That's um, a legendary moment, which I'm sure we'll do an episode on at some point. Do you have a favorite pass, David? Pass. Yeah, do you have a favorite pass? Oh. A, a pass that you go, this is special. You don't listen. You you can change your mind here. You can tweet me later and change your mind. But do you have a favorite pass? Yeah, uh, it's it's a Penny Hardaway pass. He uh, it's against the New York Knicks. He gets he gets a rebound and he just kind of like throws it behind his back. It's hard to explain. I think he throws it to Anthony Avent, who had the worst oh. hands in the NBA. And even actually caught it and scored. So it wasn't, you know, he didn't ruin the pass. It wasn't like he was a Rafe LaFrance ruining Jason Williams' <laughs> elbow pass. But um, of course you had a quick answer to that. Of course you had a very specific answer to that. And of course you remember all the details of it. David Estramsius is an online basketball legend. Thank you so much for that answer. We'll put that. We're going to find that clip and put it up on the Instagram as well. You got to really check out the Instagram today. The companion piece uh, before this podcast. Um, some quick versus matchups. We've got some nineties NBA legends here. You have to pick who is better. And I'm, and 
You have to pick who was better, and I'm not going to try to interrupt the show and make this about me. Okay. Yeah, real quick, real quick. I have this whole thing about like I um, it's so hard. Like I, it's kind of like my issue with like um, you know, who's the greatest and who's better yes. and all that stuff. Yes. It's tough, tough. I always just like that's why I'm always more interested in hearing who's. I'm not like shooting down this this thing we're doing, but just saying, uh, it's it's always just more interesting to me when people discuss like their favorites. So yes. it's. And so I just kind of, it's just me, this very quick rant about media and stuff. I wish more people would just ask people like, who are your five favorites or something as yes. opposed to your stupid Mount Rushmore. But anyway, favorites, favorites is so much more um, personal. Yeah. And I love hearing the stories behind someone, why someone is someone's favorite. And uh, lastly, I love those second and third tier guys. I love those right. obscure names and figuring out what people think about those sort of obscure 90s legends. Here we go. Right. We're going to do it right now. Joe Dumars or Chris Mullen? We'll go with Joe Dumars just because of defense. I agree. Penny Hardaway. I got it. I'm not supposed to interrupt this and make this about me. Penny Hardaway or Grant Hill? God, this is sore. I really should say Grant. I'm going to say Penny because he was my second favorite player. Um, I, like I like that answer. Make it personal. This is your game. You're answering. Gary Payton or Jason Kidd? I cannot decide. Gary Payton or Jason I, Kidd? I want to say Gary Payton, but uh, um, I, I go ahead. I'm going with Jason Kidd. Oh, I love you. Got some guts. You've got some right. real hey, guts here. Um, can, can I tell a quick story? Of course. Uh, uh, something. All right. First, I got to show off the my shirt that I'm wearing, which is actually oh, it's the Vince Carter Dunk Vince shirt. Carter I didn't Dunk. even notice it. Fantastic. So, and this also kind of goes with that last question about you know the uh, testing time and stuff. Every mm -hmm. single time, almost every single time I wear this shirt, someone, even like a Walmart employee or somebody, right. will ask about the shirt or will make a comment about it. And then, so one day I'm wearing the shirt, and I'm I'm in a hotel uh, in downtown Houston, and I'm looking at my phone, and I hear someone yell, "I'm on that shirt." And I look up at the elevator, and right when it's closing, I see Gary Payton pointing at me. Oh my gosh! Great story. <laughs> yeah, I, it was—it's amazing. I was like, "Hey, Gary Payton!" And then I looked at the shirt. I was like, "Yeah, he's—he's he's, Gary." Oh Gary's my on god, it. that's amazing. The—the the thing about that image, you, you in a moment like this, for the, for, to make the first Bell Hall of Fame, it's helpful to have a lasting image, a yeah. singular lasting image, and that is it. The—that the, the, shot of that dunk on your shirt, Vince, you know, up in the sky, Frederick Vice standing there, full seventeen. And the USA emblazoned across the chest. It's just a great image, and it matters. Those things add to the moment, and it certainly does here. Well, um, I remember when uh, Obama story. was running for president, a bunch of people wearing the T-shirt of Obama's face on Vince Carter's body. Amazing. That that was that was part Amazing. of that was a campaign shirt. Fantastic. Um, I see a little figurine. I asked you about this before we started recording. There's a little figurine on the coffee table behind you. I want you to pick it up, show me, and tell everybody at home what it is. All right. So this is a Gilbert Arenas figure. Um, it's a Todd McFarlane Gilbert Arenas figure. And he's in the position where he's doing a Sham God crossover. But he has his other hand just kind of pointing forward. And I thought it'd be pretty cool if he put a gun in his hand. <laughs> so I... Customize the figure, and I put a John Wick gun in his hand. Oh! And uh, and it's it's basically if you remember the movie The Last Boy Scout, the way yes. it begins is the football player is yes. like shooting everybody on the football field. Yes. And I was like, well, this is the basketball version of the opening of The Last Boy Scout. <laughs> and uh, so I posted amazing. a photo of it on Instagram after I made it, and Gilbert Arenas was the first to comment on it, and we just put a bunch of laughing. <laughs> 
Amazing. What a phenomenal. So how did, did you, did you do something to the hand? Like, did you melt down the, 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 did you like, I had a white in it a little bit. Oh, you did. Yeah. And then I just super glued the gun into the hand. I love this. This is the attention to detail that makes you a perfect first ballot guest. This is fantastic. What a great figurine. Uh, We're going to post a picture of that on the Instagram as well. Holy shit. The Instagram is really popping. Uh, The next credential is the press conference. Any, any sound bites that stand out there are a couple. I want to read them to you and get your comments. Here's a, a quote from the mighty Tim Hardaway quote. I mean, who does that? Nobody does that. Michael, again, he's talking about Vince Carter's don't care. I mean, who does that? Nobody does that. Michael Jordan didn't do that. Clyde Drexler didn't do that. David Thompson didn't do that. Dr. J didn't do that. And Vince did it in the Olympics. I mean, that is one hell of a case for the first bell hall of fame that all of those legendary dunkers never did this. And Vince did it in the Olympics. Amazing. Yeah. And it's funny when you've read that, uh, every time I read something by Tim Hardaway, I can't help but hear his voice. He has a very very unique voice. And I also find it interesting that he put Clyde Drexler, that Drexler's name came to his mind. Yes. Respect for Clyde. Clyde the Glide, for God's sakes. Uh, Here's the last uh, soundbite. This is uh, well after the moment, obviously. This is from Vince describing the play on ESPN. And then I jumped too far in my mind, so I didn't think I was going to make it. So this is where this part, this was the celebration. It wasn't right. because of the dunk, because I didn't know I jumped over him until you... after the game. Oh. In my mind, I'm celebrating because I thought I jumped too far and I was going to make a Sprite commercial. And I was going right. to short and get hung. <laughs> right. So when I made it, <laughs> like, I was yes. like, yes, I made it. So I'm celebrating that. Meanwhile, KG is celebrating the fact that you jumped over that. a tall human. <laughs> right. That that's interesting. I didn't realize that. And again, he and I've heard him tell that story a couple of times. That's what makes me think it's authentic that he didn't know, didn't realize that he jumped over the dude. Um, I didn't. That's very funny, and it also speaks to the enduring power of that Sprite commercial. That Vince thought he was going to come up short, and so he says his reaction is a result of just making the dunk, not necessarily about jumping over a dude. Yeah, like I said, I. I, I, I just oh, think he, he had to, I've heard him describe dunks in such detail. Like I've heard him right. talk about like dunking on Lonzo morning and he's just like, I got up there and I was thinking to myself, this is going to happen. And this, and that, and then out this one, he's just like, no, I, I blacked out. Like he's like a murderer <laughs> just blacked out and committed this crime. And he just doesn't remember anything. I, I don't know. Uh, the next credential is the X factor. Everyone knows what an X factor is. David, what is the X factor in this moment that might put it in the hall? Um, well, the X factor to me is actually is, is that it's the first online basketball viral yeah, video. It's great. That's a like great that. detail, and, then, and I think you've got to be right. And here's the thing. So, you you know, you've already had a couple dunks um, in, in the past. And since I think a lot of people argue this is the greatest dunk ever by the greatest dunker ever. So if dunk... If dunking is a way of getting into a Hall of Fame, and this is the best of the best, I think it just it has to be not only in the Hall of Fame, it has to be first ballot Hall of Fame. God damn, that's good. That's really good. And let me tell you, you saying you think this is the first viral basketball moment, you're the goddamn architect of this whole fucking thing. It's That's got to be right. We, I'm standing pat that that is right, and that is a great X factor. I'm going to add my X factor would be the nickname, Le Dunk de la Mort. The French media dun- uh, nickname this the Dunk of Death. That's very funny uh, for that to be the nickname, the French nickname. All the French stuff here. I don't know what it is about the French stuff that really makes me enjoy it, but the the, the French angle to this entire thing is just delightful. <laughs> See that? So great. Uh, it's, it's, 
the other X factor here is Jan Bonato, who is maybe a French guard on the team. Jan Bonato, great name. He throws a behind the back pass that gets picked <laughs> off by Vince. I think that's additive here because I like him trying to be a little bit of a hot dog and immediately getting picked and it created like this bang, bang play. It's so fast. Vince picks off this errant pass and then just launches and dunks it. And it creates this like, whoa, what the fuck? Because you, you maybe you're looking away in this moment because the ball's going down to the other side of the court. Maybe you're not paying attention. Then all of a sudden he steals it and it just all happens so fast. That sort of... Um, energy that mania in that moment uh i think is additive here as well jan bonato great shitty pass it really helped here yeah it was such a messy play and you know actually before that um you know gary payton had just butterfingers and actually for the entire quarter he he was constantly turning the ball over hmm. and then even on that play it's like he, he's just like he has this real high dribble and then he just kind of fumbles in misses like a wide open layup yes. and then you know vin, vin baker misses the the rebound and then that's yes. when the the crazy behind the back pass oh. turnover happened. Thank you to Gary and to Vince for fucking that up. It gave us this play. It was fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, Gary, Gary really has been milking that, uh, that thing because, you know, after, uh, after the Olympics and stuff, that's when Nike uh, started making commercials with Nike shocks. And then they had Vince Carter jumping over Gary Payton in the first commercial. Man, Gary's, afterwards. Hey, so man. Gary, yeah. Gary's is like, I need to be on the shirts. I need hey. to be in the commercials. Get, get your check, Gary. It's no problem. I'm with it. I completely get it. <laughs> Him really crowbarring himself into this moment is fantastic. Uh, good for you, Gary. Uh, the next credential is the voting committee. The voting committee is you, all the listeners of the show, the friends of the show, the family of the show, all the folks who want to weigh in and cast their vote. We've got some special ones today. The first person to cast their vote, French Julie. So listen, I hate the dunk. I hate that it happened against my national team. I hate that it happened in front of the world to see. I'm greatly ashamed by it. It pisses me off. Um, you know, what is the first thing that you think about when you think about the, the French, um, you know, basketball national team? This dunk, sadly. Um, I wish, um, you know, Vince Carter had dunked over my mom. So at least no one would know about it. It doesn't matter. I think... You know, it's a beautiful dunk. It's probably the most famous dunk in the history of bas basketball, really, when you think about it. Um, so at least that's that's my country's um, a claim to glory, I suppose. I'm, I'm very biased, obviously, but I still think it's a great dunk. So I think that's why it should be in the Hall of Fame. French Julie, everybody. What a fantastic... A lot of interesting ideas brought up there. The fact Wait, that are we this... sure French Julie's not the the girl behind the basket? <laughs> How dare you! French Julie would celebrate <laughs> basketball beauty in every form. How dare you! No, that's very funny. Uh, no, I like her idea. This thought that this is the thing you think about when you think about the French national team. That is hilarious, and it might be right. This is a French person telling us this. She's saying this might be the thing that you think about when you think about the French national team is Vince Carter yammering on on, on, on uh, Frederick Weiss. That's just fantastic. And also that this is the France's contribution to basketball. It's just, She's begging for her mother to get dunked on by Vince Carter. This is just, this is great. Yeah, they, they won silver, and then no one, no one remembers. That's ex you're exactly perfectly said. They won the silver medal. Nobody gives a shit because of this moment. It's ugh, that's fantastic. The next vote in our committee here credential is from Paul from Dunk Comp. 
He's, he, he did the, our Sean Kemp episode. If you haven't listened to it, it's fantastic to have Dunk Comp and David Estramskis on the podcast together. That is magic for me and me specifically and every NBA fan. Let's listen to what Paul had to say. In September of 2000, an angry and frustrated Vince Carter <laughs> at his athletic zenith arrived on our quiet shores, primed to commit acts of indiscriminate violence against whatever stood before him. He had beef with anyone in the country not wearing a Team USA uniform. They just didn't know it yet. By the time the gold medal game versus France came around, Vince had skirmished with our greatest player, Andrew Gaze, dislocated the elbow of our greatest official, Billy Mildenhall, and scowled his way through the preliminary games. All this rage and angst was channeled into the moment in question, culminating in the greatest in-game dunk of all time. This cosign is a mere formality. No one has scaled such a sizable obstacle and finished with such ferocity on a more significant stage than what Vince did on that October afternoon in the sleepy town of Sydney. And maybe in that moment he purged himself of all those troubles, clearing the way for what would be his most dominant NBA season. Thank you, Neil. DA, you are the greatest. <laughs> Paul from Duncom, fantastic vote. Uh, paying his respects to you at the end. It's just, it's, it's all love. It, I yeah, really it, appreciate it. And it's, I love that he clearly wrote that out and was reading it off of this thing. That's how serious the dunk comp guys are. They fucking care about how their shit comes off. This guy wrote that thing out. I asked him to do it. He wrote the thing out and read it perfectly written. I don't know who the hell Billy Mindenhall is. It doesn't matter. That's the detail that you get from the dunk comp guys. Fantastic. Yeah, quick thing about Dunk Comp, they make my favorite mixtapes. Their their choice of music is just amazing. Oh, they don't oh just use God. some shitty mumble rap song and just overlay it over highlights. It's like, art. Yeah, he it's well, he's it, you know you know his partner's a real DJ, so oh, it's I like didn't know that's, that. Yeah, that's why the 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 music is so great. But um, so Paul sent me uh, you know when I was making those mixtapes like right in the early two thousands, he I didn't know who he was, so he sends me a video. And this is so weird. He printed out my logo of expired pineapples and he puts it on a pineapple and he shows up. It's him and his brother on a basketball court. And he's like, this is the honorary expired pineapple. Oh. And then his brother does a windmill with the pineapple. Oh. And I'm like, what is I was like, is this, are they making fun of you or kind of, uh, uh, is this no, like a tribute? Yeah. And then his brother kicks the pineapple into his neighbor's yard. <laughs> <laughs> and then the video ends. All tribute, all so, honor. Those guys love you. And so that's do Paul I. Oh, and his sense of humor. The next credential here is our MVP. What's the most valuable part? Do you have a particular part of this that's your favorite, David? No, you know what's funny? It's it's not so much just a dunk. It's just what it represents at, at the time. It was just like the era of like the the pre YouTube videos. It's like this the fact that we had, had this amazing highlight and the way things went viral in the early 2000s, how it didn't happen immediately, not like on Twitter where it just takes seconds before everybody's talking about it. It's like it, it was just, um, you know, it's the, it's the pre-smartphone era and, and and just the way things the things happen. So my favorite thing about it actually is less about how amazing the dunk is, which right. is weird because it is arguably right. the greatest dunk ever, but more of it just represents a certain era that was just very special to me. I love that. I love the idea that this helped build um, the, the social space in, in, in the NBA community today. That's fantastic to think about. I, David, I see the clock is winding down. It's almost time for our new segment, More Important. David, have you heard More Important yet on the show? No. Perfect. David, please answer this question for me. As what I believe 
is the architect of the basketball community online. What is your perspective on the internet's wild, dangerous potential to bring together like-minded people, perhaps lunatics, and give them a place to confirm their impossibly stupid beliefs? And sub-question, as the architect of an early community uh, that's now influential, do you feel at all responsible for teaching wackos the way? No, I don't feel any responsibility for any of that. Oh, I'm so sorry. There's no time for that answer because it's time for something more important. The music's already playing. Rob doesn't have to wait for me to call it. It just plays after the buzzer. Hell yeah. It's more important time. David, I'm going to ask you some questions that are all more important than anything you were just yammering about. And your answers to these questions will also be more important because in the immortal words of John Cusack, it's not what you're like. It's what you like. David, are you ready for more important? Sure. Who is the best defender you've ever seen in the NBA? Akeem Olajuwon. Perfect. Who was the best and one street basketball legend? Which one of those guys was actually the best at playing basketball and you can't say skip to my loop? Uh, Alamo. That's what I was going to say. I love it. I love that's my answer. Okay, this isn't about Widow. me. <laughs> who, who, and there was even a tape called Skip vs. Alamo. That's, oh, I love Alamo. What a great answer. That made me so happy. You could probably hear it. There's a, there's a clock counting us down. We've got to keep going. David, you're a throwback legend. Who are you taking, Dan or Dave? <laughs> I remember those Reebok commercials. Yeah, um, they're great. Ah, uh, but I don't remember. I don't remember who was who. Uh, but so I'm just gonna go with Dave. Okay. <laughs> who cares? Doesn't matter what the answer. <laughs> Favorite sneaker commercial of all time. I know I'm springing this on you. I'm buying you some ch- some time to think right here. Don't fake the funk on the nasty dunk. Shaq's first commercial with Bill Russell, uh, Bill Walton, Will Chamberlain, Kareem, where he says, uh, "What's the password?" Fantastic. Start, bench, or cut. Gritty, the Philly fanatic. Mr. Met. Start bench cut, gritty, the Philly fanatic, and Mr. Met. I don't know what any of those three are. Okay, here we go. So we gotta wipe that one out. The Whoa. best the last question is the best dessert. Uh best dessert. I eat rice pudding a lot. I know oh, that sounds oh, weird. Oh, what a oh what a terrible way. Just uh oh, boat horn. <laughs> Put the boat horn in here. What a terrible finish. To more important, a segment that the internet is dying for. Everyone loves it. They can't stop talking about more important. And you just really just let out yeah. a sneaker right here at the end. That's awful. The next credential, the next credential is our cosign. The question is to you, David. Does Vince's dunk over Freddie Vice belong in the first bout Hall of Fame and why? Absolutely. Not only uh, does it belong in the Hall of Fame, but it, it's a first ballot. Uh, like I said, it's the greatest dunk ever by the greatest dunker ever. And it's the first online viral basketball video. Uh-huh. The next credential, it's our induction speech. That's when me, Neil, I, your host, get to decide. It's me and me alone. I don't have to take anything David just said. I don't have to listen to what he said. Yeah, he built the whole goddamn thing. He built this whole space for us to talk about basketball online. It doesn't fucking matter. I can do whatever I want. I run the first ballot organization. I'm the CEO. I'm the founder. God damn it. I can do whatever I want. But I think what he just said is exactly right. This is the best dunk from the best dunker. I think you can make a pretty convincing argument. This is the greatest dunk in basketball history. The quality of the dunk excessively high. He jumped over a huge friggin' French dude. <laughs> Who was the dunker? Vince Carter. He's got to be, if he's not the best dunker of all time, he's 
I mean, by the most conservative of approaches, he's got to be top five. And I think he's got to be considered the best in-game dunker of all time. What about the stakes? Are there any stakes here? How about the Olympics? Is there an unwitting participant? How about a huge French dude? (laughs) The celebration is one of the greats, so the entertainment value is all there. The whole goddamn thing was a show. Is there a story surrounding this moment? Yes. They call it the dunk of death. French women are openly wishing Vincent dunked on their mother. That lady's so mad behind the basket. Vince Carter, Freddie Weiss, welcome to the first Bell Hall of Fame. May your plaque hang forever on our wall. That was fantastic. So much can fun. Make a, can I make a real quick comment? Of course, Is, Does Vince Carter belong in the Hall of Fame? You mean the NBA Hall of Fame? Yeah, no, the, basketball the actual Hall basketball Hall of Fame. That's a great question. Hold on. Let me sit. I'm, oh my God. Okay. Okay. So hold on. Here's my answer. Hold on. Before I answer, I'm making this all about me. Before I, I want to hear your answer to that question. So, well, the way everybody gets in the hall of fame right now, it's to me, it's kind of, I don't think they're rejecting anybody anymore, but so here's the thing is I don't really, I never understood the criteria. So if we're getting in based off of just statistics, numbers, accolades and stuff like that, Vince Carter's career is not that great. Uh, you know, oh, it's the longevity it. is why he accumulated so many stats, why he's right. one of the has so many three pointers, but he doesn't have these, the all NBA appearances, doesn't yep. have the MVPs, does, yep. definitely doesn't have the playoff oh, success. This is great. But the thing is, it's his impact. How yes. many players have had as much of an impact? How many players just oh. like the, the early years of insanity honestly felt like the, the, the Steph Curry phenomenon. Yep. Like it's like, it was musty television. He was the totally. most marketable athlete. You're you know, he was the top is. vote getter over yep. Michael Jordan. So what so do you if, say? So I would say, yes, if we're talking about a Hall of Fame as in we need to celebrate basketball history, right. then right. I said, yeah, Vince needs to be in there. If you want to do it based off of checklist on accolades and stats and stuff like that, then yeah, then probably not. I, I, um, I, and, you know, to me, it's almost like this dunk going into the Hall of Fame. The dunk was meaningless in terms of winning the gold. It, uh, you know, they were going to win the game regardless of right. that dunk happened or not. So it's only impact is purely on. Yep. Just the the visual of it and what it's meant to people and people celebrate the anniversary of it. You're, so I think that kind of represents Vince Carter. You're absolutely nailing it. You've said everything I was going to say, so I'm not going to repeat it. You uh, are exactly right, in my opinion. It needs to be a smaller room thing. They're letting in anyone with respect. They're letting in anyone. I don't understand it. And I completely agree. Vince is like, you know, are, are the numbers there to support it? I'm not certain. But his impact, what he means, and what he means to modern NBA, it's just you can't you can't shake a stick at it. I would put him in because of his impact and not necessarily because of his career. And that, for the record, is why I started this. To me, this it's there's a reason why at the top of the show I say that we celebrate the moments in sports that really matter. That, that's the word to me. I'm not we're not talking about the greatest moments in sports, although obviously there are great moments in sports. It's the moments and and the way they matter. And that's what I like appreciating is the NBA, the the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield isn't going to recognize Rudy Gay hitting a game winner in the middle of the winter and some drunk guy on the side of the court, um, um, you know, completely freaking out about it. But but I do. Those moments matter and they mean something to NBA fans and to basketball fans because – you, sir, made this online basketball community and built built sort of the framework for it. And and to me, that that's what I want to celebrate on the show is moments that matter. And that's one of them. Uh, you matter. You matter to this community. So thank you for building it. 
David, how can people follow you? What are you working on? What can you plug? Uh, I'll just plug Bala's life. Uh, you could follow me on my latest Twitter account, which is Red Apples 2021. There's a number because I get banned probably every other year uh, for <laughs> posting copyrighted stuff. So that's that's temporary. Um, and, and that's about it. But I, I just want to add one more thing also Please. about the, the Vince stuff. I, I kind of have this theory about legends. It, we, we just don't have legends anymore because a part of the way legends were built was it was like the word of mouth and like the way we remembered things. And the way we exaggerated about it when we would like tell stories about these things. And the problem is now that everything is documented and, and analyzed and we have right. video footage and proof of everything. We, we're not going to create like Dr. J's at Rucker. You know, it's right. like we're, we're, it's like we're not going to have legends like that because we have proof. And now we said, right. like, when you think of a great story and if you ever watch footage of it, you'll probably be disappointed right. because it doesn't look as great I as the way your this. memory yes. uh, uh, thought of it so so then and that's another thing about it it's like vince is uh, vince is a legend in that way the way people who have witnessed L vince carter in the late 90s and early 2000s the way they talk about him now it's it's legendary oh what a great ad i absolutely love that idea and that thought that is fantastic i can't I, I, i'm not gonna stop thinking about that you're exactly right there will be video evidence of everything forever. I love Jordan Clarkson's half Filipino. So am I, he just did a like mini doc about him going to the Philippines to, to play for the team there. Uh, I appreciate that. I wanted to watch it, but literally there's not an NBA player that doesn't tape everything he's doing. Every athlete is doing that now with social media, but you're exactly right. All of those NBA greats, they all talk about, Vince being a physical marvel and they're they're talking about plays that they saw in practice in in you know uh, um summer games and and the way they talk about him it, you're exactly right it's legendary he's legendary he's a legend and so are you Mr. David Estramskis a fantastic appearance on the first Bell Hall of Fame podcast thank you so much for being on I appreciate it I appreciate it, it. That's it. That's the show. Thank you to David Estramskis and his basketball brain for adding so much to this episode. Thanks to French Julie, the official French French person of the First Ballot Incorporated. She only has lovely, perfect sentences about basketball. She's a great follow. And thanks to Paul from Dunk Comp for voting as well. Legends only on today's show. Credits. Robbie Rucci edits the show. Jessica Singh is my producer extraordinaire. Rhythm J makes all the beats. Follow him on social at Rhythm J. Jorge Naranjo plays guitar for more important. Follow him at O-R-N-J-N-S. My thanks to all of you for listening to the show and tell all your friends. The show keeps growing. Every single week we're adding new listeners. It's actually quite lovely. My special shout-out goes to Nick Bernstein for shouting out the podcast on The Late Late Show with James Corden, our first mention on television. If you've reviewed the show, please let me know so I can shout you out and please come back next week for more First Ballot. Ho, 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 ho.